The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Ian Stewart. Lawmakers are heading back to Richmond next week. The clerk of the state Senate told VPM News that they're set to take up a new two-year budget on June 1st. A small group of lawmakers from both parties have spent months negotiating the spending plan. The biggest obstacle has been coming to agreement on sweeping tax cuts proposed by Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin. Democrats have proposed smaller cuts and higher spending on public services like education. The proposed budget hasn't been released yet, but is required to be made public at least two days before lawmakers meet. Several Democratic lawmakers from the Richmond area want Governor Glenn Youngkin to hold off on implementing his new telework policy until after Labor Day. Currently, the policy requires state employees to return to in-person work starting July 5th, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. It also replaces all previous telework agreements, some of them dating back more than a decade. The lawmakers say the extra time will allow agencies to provide more flexible scheduling options to employees. State employees have until this Friday to request permission to work remotely. Employees at a Newport News Starbucks say they've become the first unionized location in Hampton Roads. It's one of the company's many coffee shops in the Commonwealth trying to form a labor union. Paul Bebo from partner station WHRO reports. At the coffee shop on Oyster Point Road, employees voted 11 to 7 to unionize last week. That's according to barista Duncan Young. He says the vote makes the location the ninth in Virginia. Shops in Northern Virginia and Richmond have also voted to unionize. Dozens of locations nationwide have joined Workers United, which is an affiliate of the Service Employees International Union. A Starbucks spokesperson has said the company opposes the union. That was Paul Bebo reporting. Richmond officials introduced a strategic plan for equitable economic development at City Hall yesterday. City Councilmember Mike Jones says the plan will support growing industries like life sciences, but it's also designed to help underserved city residents build wealth. Put young folk to work. Give them hope. Give them justice. And that's not a lot to ask for. We don't have to look far to see the impact of a city rife with social and economic inequities. Before the end of 2026, city officials say they're hoping to bring $3 billion in capital investment to Richmond and reduce the city's poverty rate by 5%. The United States is in the midst of a baby formula shortage following contamination and temporary closure of a plant in the upper Midwest responsible for the majority of baby formula production in the country. Jesse Nadler from partner station WMRA has a look at the impacts of the shortage in Virginia and how local moms and state officials are responding. Tanya Klemmer runs a charitable program called Care Kits in Rockbridge County. It allows people in need to shop for personal hygiene items and home care goods for free. One of their most sought-after items is baby formula. When we spoke, Tanya was down to her last seven cans with no more donations on the horizon. 
it really is a crisis that, I mean, they're getting to the point that just this morning we gave a can out to someone that literally was out. She gave her last scoop to the baby this morning and that was it. She had no more formula to feed her child today. Well, she's scared to death. You know, she doesn't know what to do. The baby formula shortage is an issue that's playing out nationally. Grocery store aisles are empty. All the big formula brands on Amazon show up as currently unavailable. And Virginia legislators have responded. Senator Tim Kaine joined a letter from 30 senators to manufacturers urging them to ramp up production. Uh, The company whose plant was shut down reached an agreement yesterday where they will reopen the plant and ease this problem. Second, the Biden administration has announced that they will allow importation of baby formula, safe baby formula, from other countries to help deal with the short-term supply challenge. Governor Glenn Youngkin released a statement May 13th that said, in part, quote, the Virginia Department of Health is working to ensure that there are adequate supplies of baby formula statewide, unquote, and that, quote, acquiring baby formula shouldn't be a challenge in the United States, unquote. To meet the challenge, the Virginia Department of Health has come up with a list of recommendations for parents of young children. Among their advice, try alternate or store brand formulas if the baby doesn't have dietary restrictions. Virginia WIC, a supplemental nutrition program for low-income women with children, has made it easier for participants to purchase other formulas outside what their benefits allow. And the American Academy of Pediatrics recently relaxed their standards to allow babies over six months of age to drink cow's milk temporarily until formula can be found. But what about babies that do have dietary restrictions? Laura Mendoza of Lexington has an 11-month-old daughter named Murphy who has GI issues. She can't use alternate formulas or give her daughter cow's milk. A lot of parents can't, you know, their children have certain, you know, nutritional needs that need to be met. Laura was fortunate in that her sister in another state was able to track down a box of this special formula for Murphy. After that, Laura can only hope her brand will be back on the shelves. In the meantime, she took to social media to donate alternate cans of formula she is unable to use to other moms. I would say at least 20 asked me and I only had, I think, five cans. Another thing that's proliferated online is breast milk donations, mothers who have breast milk to give. It's a tempting offer, but pediatricians caution against this. There are diseases like HIV and hepatitis C uh, that can be transmitted from breast milk. Rob Trundle is a pediatrician at Pediatric Associates of Charlottesville. If breastfeeding isn't an option for a mom, he recommends going through a verified milk bank. The one thing he does not recommend is diluting existing formula with water, which can be extremely dangerous. When you do that, you offset the balance of sodium and other electrolytes in the formula and can put the child at risk of of severe illness. He's optimistic that if parents stay in touch with their doctors and don't hoard formula, supplies should be back to normal soon. I'm Jesse Nadler. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. PM. 
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.